بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء ومرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد what I wish to discuss with you today is a reflection upon our majalis, the gatherings that we find ourselves in. And upon us is to be in the majalis of the salihin. Upon us is to be in the majalis, the gatherings of those who are righteous. And upon us is to be wary and beware. Of the majalis of sharq or the ashrar al-nas. Be wary of the gatherings of the most evil of the people. And no doubt this is something which is encouraged from us by way of the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You do not find a people that believe in Allah and the last day. That have love and affiliation to those individuals that oppose Allah and His Messenger. That oppose Allah and His Messenger. For indeed, the mahabba, love, and companionship must be built upon adhering to that haqq which you mentioned is one. Likewise, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions al mar ma'aman ahab. That an individual is with the one whom he loves. I, the one whom he loves, the one that he has companionship with, the one he has a close relationship with. This is the reality of a person. Likewise, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions al mar and al khalili. That an individual is upon the, religion, upon the religion and the way of his companion. So let one individual look to whom he takes as a close companion. What we understand from this Barakallahu Fikr is us ourselves as individuals. We are seeking to traverse upon the path of the Salihin. We're seeking to traverse upon this path of those who are righteous and follow those who are righteous. No doubt we begin with our own souls. No doubt we begin with the affair of the tasqiyah to nafs. Purification of our own souls. Purification of our own hearts. Purification of our own affairs. But as lo- along with that is reflective. What is reflective of that is our surroundings. And the individuals that are around us, those that we take as close companions, are those individuals that we take as close companions upon a way which from their parents is the way of the salihin, is the way of the righteous, is the way of istiqama, a way which is upright. Or do we find ourselves in the gatherings which are gatherings of evil, وَشْرَارَ الْنَاسِ The most evil of individuals. And so thus, from this Barakallahu Fikr, we have the kalam from a sheikh, sheikh Zayd, Muhammad ibn Hadi al-Madkhali, 
rahimahullah, where he details either the majalis of khayr and the majalis of shart, either the good, the gatherings of those who are good, and the gatherings of those who are amongst the righteous. Whilst the majalis, as well as that, the majalis of shart, the majalis and the gatherings of those who are the evil individuals. Uh, this is in response to a question where it's asked, where it's simply asked, where he's simply asked, What are the best of the gatherings? And what are the most evil of them? And so, the Shaykh, he responds by mentioning, Rahimahullah, Majalis al Khayr Kathira, so he mentions that the majalis of khair are many and of different types. And so I mention some and the following of them. So the first of these gatherings of good that is mentioned by the Shaykh Rahimahullah is Al Julus fil Masajid. Is the sittings that you find within the Masajid. If innaha khaira baqa' fil ard. Why? Because these masajid are the best of places, or the best of locations upon this earth. So no doubt, if this is the best of locations upon the earth, if a person finds himself within the gatherings in these places, no doubt these are from the best of gatherings. And that these places of the Bayutullah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted to be built and raised Ya'ani by way of him, for his sake, in his name, Tabarakul Ta'ala. And Allah, Tabarakul Ta'ala, alzamna bis-salah fiha, jum'ah wal jama'ah. And Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, within these masajid, has made an obligation upon us to establish the salawat, establish the salatul jum'ah, establish the salatul jama'ah, illa man, Except for the individual that has a other shari, he has a legislated reason for not attending these salawat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained that we establish the salawat within these masajid. He subhanahu wa ta'ala has made an obligation for us to establish the salawat in the masajid, the salatul jama'ah, the salatul jum'ah, except for the one that has uh, a legislated reason that is accepted within the sharia. And so within this, no doubt, is a praise and an ilzam now that a person finds that is necessary that he attends the masjid. That he is from those that attend the masjid and establish the ibadat within the masjid and he establishes the actions of ta'a, obedience within the masajid. And then once he finds himself within these gatherings, he's found himself within the khayr majalis. He's found himself within the best of the sittings. And from that which further enforces from that which further enforces the obligation or the khayr that comes 
within these governs is a statement of Allah wa ta'ala innama ya'muru al-masajid Allah man amana billahi wal yawmil akhir wa qama salatu atu zakatu wa lam yakhsha illa Allah fa asa ulaika an yakuna min al-muhtadin as Allah ta'ala further in mentioning of these governs further in mentioning and in praise of such gatherings within the masajid, he mentions, indeed these masajid have been, that have been maintained by those who believe in Allah in the last day, establish the prayer and give the zakah, and they do not have any fear except for Allah. Then indeed, it is hoped that these will be from those individuals that are guided. And the guidance no doubt is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the individuals that attain this affair of guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Ta'ala mentions their sifat. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the khisal. The distinct characteristics of these individuals. They are those individuals that maintain the masajid. They establish the prayer. They give the zakah. They have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the khisal of these individuals. These are the distinct characteristics of these individuals. For indeed they establish this action for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. And no doubt this is a further indication of the khayr that you find within the gatherings within the masajid. Likewise you have the hadith which is narrated and collected by Imam Muslim. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, مَا جَلَسَكُمْ فِي بَيْتِ مِنْ بِيُوتِ اللَّهِ يَتْلُونَ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَتِدَارَسُونَهِ فِي مَا بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا نَزْلَتْ عَلَيْهِمَ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشِيَتُهُمَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْهُمَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَّكَرُهُمَ اللَّهِ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهُ And so, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions that you don't find the people that sit and gather within the houses, from the house of Allah, in the house from the house of Allah, they recite the book of Allah, they study it. They study the book of Allah amongst one another. Except that tranquility descends upon them. Tranquility descends upon them and they are, over, and they are covered by way of mercy. And the malaika surround them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions them as though as the individuals that are with him. Tabarak wa ta'ala. There's no doubt, by way of this ayah, and by way of this narration, we understand the sharf, the nobility of the one that attends the masjid, the nobility of the one that finds himself in the garbage of the masjid. And so as mentioned, that these individuals, they attain from that, the rahmah of Allah, they attain from that tranquility, and they are mentioned amongst those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the affair of the Sakina. This is the affair of the one that has that tranquility. The Sakina to Kulu. The tranquility that he finds within his heart. Due to the fact that no doubt he's traversing upon a way that Allah is pleased with. Likewise, a rahmah 
mercy تتنزل من غفور الرحيم The rahmah descends upon them from غفور الرحيم The most forgiving The one that bestows mercy upon the believers وما أشد الحاج المخلوقين إلى رحمة الله And no doubt the creation are in great need of the rahmah of Allah تبارك وتعالى And so we find within this ayah بارك الله فيكم is an encouragement for us to be within those gatherings within the masajid. We find within the ayah barakallahu fikum an encouragement to be those individuals that are from those that maintain the masajid. I maintain the masajid from being those that allow the action of ta'a to be increased or continuous within the masajid. And they establish the prayer and give the zakah. They do not leave their masjid to be abandoned. They don't leave their masjid to be abandoned and the salat al jamaah to be abandoned and the salat al jumaah to be abandoned. Rather, they establish the actions of ta'a within the masjid. And this is from the affair of establishing, the, establishing and maintaining the masjid. Likewise, these are the individuals that establish the prayer and they give the zakat. And they have the fear of Allah ta'ala. Upon them is the tranquility. And upon them is the rahmah from Allah ta'ala. And no doubt we are all in need of this rahmah. We are all in need of this mercy from Allah ta'ala. As individuals. And this is the hayat. This is the life of the believer. That lives in a manner of shukr. He lives in a manner upon gratitude. And ourselves, barakallahu fikum, here in the West, we reflect upon our halat. Maybe some from you here were not within the jama'ah or knew, or knew the Salafiyyin maybe 10, 15 years ago. We didn't have to use all of these masajid. Well, now, alhamdulillah, by the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you travel to any part of the country or different parts of the country. And you find the Salafiyun, you find the Salafiyun within these masajid. Masajid established upon the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Masajid that allow us to establish the Salat al-Jama'ah and the Salat al-Jum'ah with the Salafiyun, with Ahlul Sunnah. We find that these masajid are established where we are able to learn from the book of Allah, learn from the sunnah of the messenger of Allah, sallallahu No doubt, our response as ibad, our response as servants of Allah, ta'ala, is a response that requires gratitude. For indeed, we had a time where we did not have this. And we are here, for example, this masjid we have here with us. This masjid Abi Hurairah. Where it was established, alhamdulillah, in the city of Stoke. Established in order for Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah to come together and congregate in one place and to benefit one another in one place, in one location. All of this requires shukr. And shukr, no doubt, this affair of gratitude comes about by way of us 
using that which we've been blessed with in obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've been blessed with these masajid, blessed with these places of worship. So in response upon us is to worship Allah ta'ala within these masajid. Upon us is to establish actions of ta'a within these masajid. Upon us is to establish these gatherings of good within the masajid. And this is the abd, this is the sermon which is shakir. This is the sermon which in reality is grateful and is well aware of the mas'uliyah, the responsibility upon him as an individual. And so this is the first of the gatherings of khayr that we should strive to find ourselves within. The second, barakallahu fikum, on the majalis al-ilm, the gatherings of those that have beneficial knowledge and the gatherings of those that perform righteous actions the gatherings of those who abstain from evil or abstain generally by way of their actions as we understand from this no doubt that first and foremost as Ibn Rajab Rahimahullah he mentions that ilm al-nafiq beneficial knowledge is knowledge of the sharia beneficial knowledge is knowledge of the sharia for indeed what we, when we mention this affair of beneficial knowledge then it's the knowledge which will benefit us in the dunya and the akhirah no doubt the one has knowledge of the sharia these are alat this this ma this ma this this ma'rifah this knowledge that we have are alat are tools for us to benefit ourselves in the dunya and the akhirah likewise ibn rajab he mentioned that ilm is not beneficial knowledge until it is acted upon knowledge is not beneficial knowledge, not regarded as being beneficial knowledge until it's acted upon we are not individuals that merely gather information. We gather us, we gather and we find ourselves within these gatherings such as these. And we come together in gatherings such as these. So that we may attain ilm and nafi, beneficial knowledge, and act upon it. Hence why when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions, Man salaka tariqan, ilma, that whoever traverses upon a way seeking knowledge, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the path to Jannah easy for them. The path to Jannah was made easy for them not just by way of them gathering knowledge, but the path to Jannah is made easy for them due to the actions that emanate from that knowledge. Imam Ahmad rahimahullah he mentions in relation to the ilm that from the thamarat al-ilm al-amal that from the from the thamarat from the fruits and the benefits of the knowledge itself is the action this knowledge is not beneficial until you act upon it and so thus when a person finds themselves in gatherings of knowledge, then no doubt these are gatherings of good. 
But they are not gatherings of good until the individual acts upon that ilm. It's not for him to be a mustawda. It's not for him to be a place of gathering and storage. It just stores the knowledge. Stores information. That knowledge is there for a purpose. That knowledge is there for him to act upon it. That knowledge is there so that he may, by way of it, embark upon the obedience of Allah, increase in the obedience of Allah likewise. Likewise, Sheikh Zayd mentions within the same category, I from the Majalis al-Khair, is not only ilm al-nafi' but amal al-salih. Why? Because the amal al-salih follows from ilm al-nafi'. The righteous actions follow from the ilm al-nafi'. Likewise, zuhud, the one that abstains from affairs of dunya, because he does not see of anything of benefit to him. So the one that is Zahid, the one that is truly Zahid, is the one that may abstain from something. And he is aware that this thing that he's leaving off will not benefit nor harm him in Akhirah. Hence why this level of Zuhud, as mentioned by Ahlul Ilm, is one which is higher than Wara. I wara, when we discuss wara, and when we, when we hear the mention of wara, is when the person leaves off that which is mutashabih, or the mushtabihat rather. He leaves off that which, which is from the mushtabihat. He leaves off those affairs which are from the doubtful matters. I could you call halal, could you call haram? It's possible that it's halal. Likewise, it's possible that it's haram. It's possible that it's not possible. It's possible that it is upon him to leave off. It's one of the Muharramat. So the one that engages and the one that embarks upon wara, he is an individual that has left off something that may be of harm to him in Akhirah. He's not fully aware. So based upon the lack of knowledge, he leaves it off. Fearing Allah Ta'ala. Because it may be of harm to him in Akhirah. However, as mentioned, the one that is upon zuhud, he leaves off something which he knows is not of benefit to him in the Akhirah, knows it of harm to him in the Akhirah. But he leaves it off due to the fact that it does not benefit him in the Akhirah. His himma, that which he gives importance to, is the affairs that benefit him in the hereafter. If it's not of benefit to him in the hereafter, he's not interested. He leaves it off due to that matter. That's the one that is upon wara, he leaves it off because it may harm him. And so it's upon us to reflect upon this. When you may hear comments where an individual may say that I'm doing this action and there's difference of opinion in this matter. Some say it's halal. Some scholars say it's halal. But some say it's haram. The one that is sincerely thinking about this affair of zuhud and wara, he leaves it off. Because it's of no better, it, it does not avail him in the akhirah. Some of the scholars say it's haram and they bring that dinner and they bring that dinner kawiyah. They bring strong proofs. And then the person says, but because there's some that say it's halal, I may still do it. But it's not going to avail him in the, in the akhirah. It's not going to benefit him in the akhirah. Hence why? It's encouraged, we are encouraged to be not only in the gatherings of those that perform righteous actions, 
but in the gatherings of those that are upon zuhud. I, the individuals who, who are only, or their himma, they, the, the affair which they give most importance to is the akhirah. What will benefit me in the akhirah? As one of the mashayikh, he mentions that before in the time of the salaf, and the companions, and these generations, the people would ask, what more actions can I do? What actions can I do? What actions can I perform that increase me, bring me nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Whilst the people now ask, what can I get out of? I, what actions do I have to do? Is it, is it halal halal or is it haram haram? These actions here, dude, is it action that I have to do? Is it something that I can get out of? Rather, the individual that is, that is focused upon the affair of the akhirah, he strives in that way. He strives to be upon those gatherings. He strives to find himself within those gatherings. And neither individual know that we take the examples amongst ourselves, amongst one another. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, And these are the individuals, or those are the individuals that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has guided. Those are the individuals that Allah Ta'ala has guided. So by way of their guidance, take them as examples. This is what we should be for one another, examples. By way of the gatherings that we find ourselves in, examples of one another, encouraging one another, enjoying the good and forbidding the evil of one another. And this is true companionship. This is true companionship. We enjoy the good and forbid the evil of one another. And so this is the second, as mentioned by her Sheikh and the Sheikh Zaid, Rahimahullah. The third, the third, from these gatherings of khayr is majalis al-qawm yahtajoon ala ilmik wa-tafakkahoon fi deenillah ala yadik I saw the third is the gathering of those that are in need of your knowledge in need of your knowledge and in need of understanding of the deen by way of that which you have. And so first and foremost, we understand from this, Barakallahu Fiqh, that it does not necessitate that everyone must be a mudarris, a da'i, a khatib, that every single individual that is calling to good must be from those that are amongst the mashayikh, the du'a to Tulab al-Imr the likes of them. Rather, these majalis al-khayr is when you find yourself in a gathering and something that you possess from ilm al-shari'i, something that you possess from the knowledge of the deen, you give that or you <coughs> inform someone else of that. You inform someone of that which you know. So indeed, no doubt, as we mentioned, as we know, from the gatherings of khayr are the gatherings where there's ilm and nafi. The gatherings of beneficial knowledge. From the gatherings of khayr are the gatherings where the people act upon that beneficial knowledge. 
So by ilzam, that which comes after that, naam is a necessity. Is that you call others to that beneficial knowledge. Again, it does not necessitate. It does not necessitate that an individual has to be the khatib upon the minbar, for example. Rather, he may be those that call his family members to Islam. Maybe some of, some of the ikhwah amongst us have family members that are not Muslim. And he's been called to that affair, which is the one and only haqq, the haqq of Islam. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, إِنَّ الدِّينَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الْإِسْلَامِ Indeed, the only religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Islam, al-Islam. A person does not look to any other religion outside of that. So now you're aware that Islam is the haqq. And you're aware of the affair of Tawheed. You're aware of the reason why you have been created. Allah Ta'ala has created you for His worship alone. Is it not upon you to inform others that are not upon that way? Is it not upon you to inform others that are not aware of that way? Inform them. As for acceptance of that, then it's not an affair which is in your hands. This is an affair which is of Allah Ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala states, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ خُدَاهُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَحْدِي مَنْ It's not upon you, their guidance, and the guidance of the people. However, Allah guides whom He wills. Upon us is to be from those that convey that haqq. And in the gatherings where we're conveying that haqq. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرُ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ you are the best nation that has come from mankind. And what's from the sifat of this of this gen of this ummah that they enjoin the good and they forbid the evil. They enjoy the good and they forbid the evil. And this is something and this affair of enjoying the good and forbidding the evil is one which occurs at each level whether it be well, those that are closest to you or those who are neighboring you. Again, if a person is unaware of Tawheed and, you're, and you have studied and you've understood something from Tawheed and you have some form of knowledge from Tawheed, inform the people of Tawheed. For no doubt, by way of this Tawheed, is salvation for them. Likewise, if the person is unaware of the Sunnah or the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi and they may be from those individuals amongst themselves. They believe to be upon the sunnah. They believe themselves to be upon the sunnah. They believe themselves to be following the way of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. But they're following something other than that upon you to inform them. And invite them to that which is khayr. Invite them to that which is good. And that which is beneficial for them. And so this is what we understand from these gatherings of good. The next, the fourth one mentioned by Sheikh Zaid, are the gatherings where the different affairs of the ilm and sharia are written down. The tadween of the deen. 
where individuals understand and they write down that which has occurred from the stories of the prophets and their people. And because within this, no doubt, is a warning against what occurred to the nations of those prophets that came before. And within it as well, is a discussion and an understanding of the status of those individuals that were with the prophets and messengers and followed them. As Allah Ta'ala states in relation to the companions, and those that proceeded over first and foremost from the Mahajirin, those that those from the companions that migrated from Mecca to Medina, all the Ansar, all of those companions that were inhabitants of Medina, and those that followed them in good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them, and likewise they are pleased with him. This is the affair of the companions. The praise from Allah ta'ala for these companions. And so by way of writing down and understanding the affair of the companions and the tale and the story of the Prophet وسلم, and the seer of the Nabi وسلم, and that which he وسلم, went through by way of his da'wah and when it's put into context with those that were with him and supported him, no doubt we understand the makana to sahaba. We understand this affair of the status of the companions. And so within these gatherings, we write this, we write down this, this what occurred amongst the companions. We write down what occurred through the seer of the Messenger of Allah. We write down what occurred within the tarikh of the Muslimin when it comes to the history of the Muslims. And along with that, we write down what has occurred from the stories of the prophets and messengers that came before. So that we take it as a, as a warning for that, for anyone that has opposed their way. Likewise, when we understand the manhaj of the Anbiya in their da'wah, we understand the methodology of the companions in their da'wah. We affirm no doubt that this methodology, this way, was one. When we're in these gatherings, we write down each of the stories of the prophets and messengers. We understand the seal and the message of Allah, sallallahu We understand the story of Musa, sallallahu We understand the story of Isa, sallallahu For example, we understand that when it comes to the da'wah and the method in calling the people, it was one. The call was the tawheed, first and foremost. And so no doubt, these gatherings are ones of khayr. So Shaykh Zaid, Rahimahullah, he mentions these four. And these four examples of gatherings which are of khayr. And so us as individuals, we should strive to find ourselves within these gatherings, more and more so. And not become complacent with what we have put forth by way of our actions. And if we find ourselves within these gatherings, First and foremost, praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. Secondly, again, do not become complacent 
Do not believe that you have security by way of being within these gatherings. For how many individuals within these gatherings were within these gatherings maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago? But at this current day, you don't find them within the gatherings. So understand this affair of guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost. And it's from His Fadl. It's from the version of Allah that we find ourselves within these gatherings. And if we reflect upon our reality and we find that we're not within the gatherings of khayr as much as we should be, then again, do not be from those, first and foremost, do not be from those that despair. Because this point of reflection should be a point where we seek to make a change. We seek to benefit ourselves for the better. So if we reflect and we find that we, we should be within these gatherings more, then, first and foremost, the person should not despair that he's not finding himself within those gatherings. Secondly, he should make that assertive change to find himself within those gatherings. And increases, increase his hudur, his attendance within those gatherings of khayr. For no doubt, that is what is required from us. And so this is the first thing, barakallahu fikum. Thereafter, the shaykh, rahimahullah, he mentions the majalis of sharr, and the evil gatherings. And he mentions the first of them are the majalis of ghafla and dhikrillah. The first of them, are the gatherings where the people are heedless when it comes to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاشْتِغَالْ بِقِيلَ وَقَالْ And the person, the people busy themselves with qila وَقَالْ And they gossiping. See, this one speaking about that one. وَاتِحَاكَ الْأَعْرَادِ And taking a destruction of the a'rad And taking a destruction of the honor of the Muslims. And so, and another example as well, where the person has taladhuf, where the person, they find enjoyment and fulfillment when it comes to mentioning the shortcomings of others. I these governments. And so it's a must that the person be as well aware of governments such as these. Now, for the Sheikh mentions that these gatherings where you find that there's mention of the individuals, min man la yujuz, ikhtiyabuhum, wala asuwa dhanbihim. For indeed, these are individuals where it's not permissible that a person backbites them. Or it's not permissible that the person has evil thoughts about such an individual. All of that necessitates the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And brings about the muharramat. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doubt, has warned us against being from those that are ghafil, those that are heedless. But no doubt, the one that finds himself in these gatherings, no doubt, is by way of heedlessness. This is by way of his statement to Barakah Ta'ala 
do not be from the heedless. Do not be from those that are heedless. And this is the, the affair of these gatherings. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, كل مسلم على المسلم حرام دمه وإرضه وماله Every Muslim upon the other Muslim is haram for him, the three affairs. His blood, his wealth and his blood, his honor and his wealth. So thus, if a person finds himself in a gathering where he's taken from the wealth or the, the, rather the honor of his brother, he's taken from the honor of his brother, then no doubt he's embarked upon something where he's taken from something which is haram. As soon as that person is a Muslim, it's understood that this individual is a Muslim, then no doubt we understand by way of that that this is his honor now, that cannot be taken. Likewise, in the affair of Qila wa Qal, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions, Inna Allah yarda lakum thalatha, wa yakrah lakum thalatha, yarda lakum an ta'buduhu wa la tushriku bihi shay'a. وَأَنْ تَأْتَسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَأَنْ تَنَاسَحُوا مَنْ وَاللَّهُ اللَّهُ عَمْرَكُمْ وَيَقْرَحْ لَكُمْ ثَلَاثًا كِيلَ وَقَالْ وَكَفَتُ السُّعَالْ وَأَدَاءَتُ الْمَالِ And so, the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, he mentions indeed Allah Ta'ala approves of you free and disapproves of free. He approves for you that you worship him and do not associate anything in partnership with him. And you hold on firm to the robe of Allah and be not divided. And that you engage on you, advise those that be given authority over, that Allah has given authority over you. And he disapproves of you free. Akila wa qal, gossiping, speaking about this one and that one. Asking of many questions and wastage of wealth. And a shaykh and a shaykh Rabi'i, Hafidhullah, where he mentions here the kafatu su'al, is under two understandings. Kafatu su'al, I ask him many questions, where the person he embarks upon, or is cold, he immerses himself in an affair where he asks questions that do not benefit him, to the extent that it may bring about his destruction. Or the ask him many questions where you ask the people of their wealth, I essentially begging for the people's money. Well, the shahid of this, of this uh, hadith, the, the main part, the main point of this hadith is where it mentions the affair of the qila wa qal. I gossip him. Speaking and taking from, taking from the honor of your brother. And so, this is what is mentioned here when it comes to the affair of the majalis al-sharq. The second The second where I mentioned the majalis al-sharq is sitting and gathering with the ashrar al-nas. Gathering with generally the evil of the people. So the first, the difference in the first and the second barakallahu fikr is that the people generally may be from those that are upright individuals and from the believers. I'm from Ahlul Sunnah. However, 
within that gathering, an affair of ghafla overcomes everyone. An affair of ghafla, a heedlessness overcomes everyone. And so each individual no, is not, no longer paying attention to the, to the affair and to the reality of the remembrance of Allah. The remembrance of Allah no, no longer is the most important affair within that gathering. And so thus, the people descend into speaking about others and taking from the rights of others and taking from the honor of others and descend into general forgetfulness when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, this, the second category, as we're mentioning now, these are the ashrarnas. And these are the most evil of individuals. So we are aware that when a person is aware that this individual is evil, that the person embarks upon muharramat, maybe the individual is open with the haram, but he finds off in the gathering of that person. It cannot now be said that you're in the gathering of such an individual and you're in the gathering with him because I'm advising him. For example, as you hear many people mention, I'm with such, uh, such and such person, such and such individual, Sharr, Nashar and Nas, because I'm advising him. Shaykhna Shaykh Ubaid, Hafidahullah Ta'ala, he mentions it's important that the person makes a distinction between al-masahaba and manasaha. He makes a distinction between al-masahaba and manasaha. He makes a distinction between masahaba. Is that you take this person as a companion. You see an individual, you say, he's my companion. From the khair that is apparent from him, he's my companion. And then you have the one which you take or you're in company with as a manasaha tanyani. In a manner of manasaha, you're only in you're only in company with them in terms of advice. You're only in company with them. You're advising them. You're enjoying the good and the forbidding the evil with them. You see that they're from evil individual. You see that he's an evil individual. And the only purpose, the sole purpose that you are going to him is to advise him upon that way. Why? Because we mentioned from the sifat and from the khisal of this ummah, from the distinction factors of this ummah, is that we. It's upon us to enjoy the good and forbid the evil. So no doubt you see an individual is upon evil. Now the person advises him. In the course of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whoever from you sees an evil, and then change it with his hand. And he's not able with him with his tongue. And if he's not able, then let him hate him in his heart. And this is the weakest form of Iman. So upon us, this is a fair of enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. Enjoying the good and forbidding the evil is an asul min asuli dinina. It's a foundation from the foundations of our religion. And so thus, if a person is in a company of individuals, that's from the most evil of individuals, no doubt, he's only in the company of such an individual because he's advised them upon good. Because he's advised them upon good. As the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions in the example of this narration, and we'll come back to this narration again. And so, 
the example of the evil companion. Now the evil person, the evil Jalis, is like the one of the blacksmith. Either he will burn your clothing, or he's an individual that leaves you with a repugnant smell. And this is what you find. How many from the individuals, how many from the people do we come across? And they say that I want to start practicing my Islam. I've done everything I've done before. And I want to make tawbah, I want to start practicing Islam. And no doubt we Allah. We praise Allah Ta'ala upon that. But from the first things that advise out of our advice to the people that want to traverse upon the Salat al-Mustaqim is that you leave off these evil companions. For no doubt, these evil companions, what will necessitate from this evil companionship is that you will continue to have the athar of that individual upon you. The effect of that individual upon you. The person that doesn't fear Allah. The person that embarks upon muharramat. You'll see the effects of it upon you. Even if maybe you do not see it yourself. It will become clear to others outside of yourself. And so it's upon the individual to leave off the gatherings of the evil people. The third thing mentioned by our Shaykh, are those these gatherings where the people embark upon the people embark upon using either musical instruments and the likes of that. And the different types of musical instruments. And where they regard it as being and they, re- and they refer to it as the arts. And this is something where no doubt the people that embark upon this and engage in this, this is something where no doubt it takes them directly away from the remembrance of Allah, takes them directly away from al amal salih righteous actions. And leads them only into evil. As Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions in relation to music, that it's a khamar, it's the intoxication of the soul. And it's something where it doesn't matter what culture you find the person from, it doesn't matter which country they're from, it doesn't matter how, how old they are. This is something which the, the people are tried with. And not only are they tried with this affair of music and the likes of that and instruments and the likes of that, they are tried with finding themselves in the gatherings of the people who are doing so as well. Hence why the people must Take themselves away from that. Take themselves away from any form of intoxication. And such as that, the intoxication of the soul, no doubt, is one which we should pay attention to. And these are examples. And this is something that's one that, that final one I wanted to mention, just in brief. But these are examples of the majalis, of the gatherings of evil. And what that goes on to and where that leads to as well is the affair that I wanted to discuss from the gatherings of evil as well. Are the gatherings and mixing and sitting with Ahlul Bid'ah? The sittings amongst the people of innovation. 
And we mentioned previously the ayat warning against the evil governments or being in the governments of good. We mentioned the hadith, Amar Alaman Ahab, the persons with the one whom he loves. And Ibn Hibban, Ibn Hibban, Rahimahullah, he mentions in his book, Fatwa as Sahih, the chapter, Dhikr al Hath al Suhba al Akhyar, wa Zajr al Ishrat Ashrar. So he mentions the chapter regarding the chapter regarding encouragement of being in the gatherings and having suhba, having companionship with the akhyar, the best of the people. Whilst the prohibition of being in the gatherings of the evil of the people. And this chapter and this is a part of his explanation for the hadith mentioned previously. The example of Jalees al-Salih or the Jalees al-Su. The example of the gathering of the Jalees al-Salih, the righteous, the righteous gathering. And the gathering of those that are righteous from the individuals. Naam is like the one that is the son of the musk. And the gathering of the evil individuals, like the one that is gathering with or the one that is in the company of the blacksmith. And so Ibn Hibban mentions in relation to that, this particular statement. Likewise, you have the statement of Abi Kulaba, where he mentions, أو يلبسوا عليكم بعد ما تعرفون. And so he mentioned, do not sit with the people of desires. For I believe that you may become overcome by way of their deviation. Or you may be deceived by some of that which they have. This is in relation to these individuals. And do not find yourself in these gatherings. Likewise, I know we mentioned in, narration, in relation to that narration as well. And the narration of the Jalees of Saleh, the righteous gathering. He mentions Wafihi, in relation to the narration, Wafihi, Fadila to Majalis of Salihin. وأهل الخير والمروءة ومقارم الأخلاق والورع والعلم والعدب. So within this hadith, the example of the one that is within the gatherings of the righteous, is that the one that is with the seller of the misk. I know he mentioned within this narration is a clear indication of the virtue. Of gathering with the Salihin, sitting with the Salihin, sitting with those that are from the righteous, the people of good, the people of Moru'ah, 
Are they adhered to the way and the adab of those that are befitting to carry knowledge? And those that possess the, the noble characteristics, the noble mannerisms, as well as abstinence, knowledge, and general manners. وَالنَّهِي عَلَى مَجَالَسَ أَهْلُ الشَّرْءِ وَأَهْلُ الْبِدْعَةِ وَمَنْ يَغْتَابَ النَّاسِ أَوْ يَكْثُرُ فَجْرُهُ وَبَطَانَتُهُ وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكَ أَنْوَاءَ الْمَظْمُومَةِ And likewise as well is a warning within this narration is a warning and a prohibition in being and sitting with the evil people the people of evil, the people of innovations, those that backbite the people likewise, those that engage in the evil speech, as well as engage in falsehood in their speech as well. All of this from the different forms of speech which is Mavmuma. And so we understand from this Barakallahu people that no doubt the gatherings that we find ourselves in are the gatherings, or the gatherings that we should find ourselves in, are the gatherings of the people of Khair, and it's a warning against finding ourselves in the gatherings of the people of evil. And likewise, along with that, we have the narration, the well-known narration of Ibn Sirin, Rahimahullah. And it mentions, we do not used to ask about the Islam. However, when the fitna occurred, they stated, فَلْيَنْظُرْ إِلَىٰ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ فَيُؤْخَذْ حَدِيثُهُمْ فَيُنْظُرْ إِلَىٰ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ فَيُؤْخَذْ حَدِيثُهُمْ So we looked at Ahlul Sunnah and we took the hadith. وَيُنْظَرْ أَهْلُ بِدْعَةِ And then we looked to the people of innovation فَلَا يُؤْخَذْ حَدِيثُهُمْ And the hadith was not taken. So we looked to the hadith and the hadith was not taken. A Sheikh Muhammad Adam, Muhammad Adam Ethiopia, he mentions in relation to this particular narration, or make a knuckle, rather, he, he uh, mentions from the speech of Qurtabi, from the speech of Qurtabi, that indeed the intent of this, of the fitna mentioned by Ibn Sirin, so the fitna was the tafarruq, the divisions amongst the people. The division amongst the people by way of their aqaid, their creed. These became divided by way of their creed. Some of them fell into khuruj. And they became from the Khawarij, the renegades, those that sought to overthrow rulers. What the Shia and the way of the Shia and the Rafida and Irja 
Al-Qadr. All of these forms of misguidance. <coughs> all of these forms of misguidance. And specifically, the intent of the fitna was referring to the cotton of Uthman. Specifically referring to the fitna. The fitna occurred by the cotton of Uthman. I, by way of before that, you don't used to ask about the Rijal. Everyone trusted one another. But then when the fitna occurred, we asked to name your men. Name your men, I name your Isnad. What's the change of narration for what you are narrating? If we saw that he was from Ahlul Sunnah, we'd take his narration. If we saw it from Ahlul Bidah, we wouldn't take his narration. Right, this is the way of the Salaf. The way of the Salaf is that they were ardent and steadfast when it came to taking from the people of Haq and being and gathering with the people of Haq and staying away from the people of evil. I'm not taking their narrations. I'm not taking anything from them. And that's what we understand from this, about the colloquial people. That this affair of the individuals finding themselves in the, in the gatherings of Khayyad, no doubt, amongst that, and it begins with finding themselves in the gatherings of the people of Sunnah, sitting with the people of Sunnah, understanding that you must be with the people of Sunnah. Because no doubt, the terminology, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and the people of Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the people of Sunnah, and they are brought together based upon the Sunnah. The reason why they refer to Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is because these individuals, Kamaqala Muhaddithin, as the Muhaddithin mentioned, are the individuals, Alladheena Yuqaddimoon al Sunnah ala ara'a rijal wa ahwa'i. They give presence to the sunnah over and above the opinions and the desires of the men. The opinions and the desires of the men. And so thus likewise as well. As I want to mention, this is a final point. As a khulasa. Is when it comes to this affair of gathering with the people of Khair and avoiding the people of Dalala, the people of innovation, you have this mention of Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah, that from the usul of sunnah, from the usul of sunnah, nah, from the usul of the sunnah, is a tarqul bid'ah, is to leave off innovations. Why? Because every kull bid'atin, fahiya dolala. Because every bid'ah is a dolala, every bid'ah is a, is a, is a misguidance. وَتَرْهَ خُصُومَاتِ وَجُلُوسِ مَعَ أَصْحَابِ الْأَحْوَارِ and leaving off the argumentation, I debating, as well as the jurus and sitting with the people of desires. These are from the usul of our deen. These are from the foundations of our religion. So it's not something where an individual says that he may, sometimes he sits with these people, sometimes he doesn't. If he sees khayr from a person, he'll sit with him. He sees a person, but only takes good from him. No, rather, as mentioned here, these are from the usul of our religion. This is from the foundation of our religion. That we leave off innovation. 
Now, I'm going to leave off innovation first and foremost. Likewise, we leave off argumentation with the people of innovation. Likewise, we leave off sitting with the people of innovation. It's not that the person says, and you hear this, the people will say that I do not sit with this person, or rather they say, I do not do any, any innovation. Now, I do not perform any innovation. I don't celebrate the moment, for example. Now, I don't do this action of innovation. Now, all of these narrations, and you hear this, they'll say all of these narrations are about these past groups, these past sects. These, these narrations about the Jahmiyyah. These narrations about the Khawarij. These narrations about the, the Qadriyyah. But I don't do it. I don't do any of those things. As mentioned, from our Asul, not just to not do the innovation. From our Asul is to leave off argumentation with them as well. From our Asul as well is to leave off sitting with them as well. The person that is truly seeking to find this affair of guidance for himself and stay away from these asbab and inhiraf and stay away from these different means of misguidance upon him to adhere to these things no doubt adhere to ishtinab al-bid'ah he adheres to leaving off bid'ah but he adheres to leaving off argumentation with ahl bid'ah he adheres to leaving off this affair of gathering and sitting with them and so these are the, this is the way of ahl uh, sunnah when it comes to that and as mentioned, this is the tarq and khusumat, leave of the argumentation. And Shaykhana, Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentioned the khusuma, argumentation or disputes of two types. Disputes of two types. Naam. The first of them is Biyan al-Haq bid dilil Naam. Hada sunnah wa dilil al-kada wa kada. وهذا بدعة والدليل كذا هذا محمود وهذا هو الذي يصنعه السلف مع خصومهم من المؤتزلة وأشاعرة أو جهمية قبرهم أو خوارج وغير ذلك So the first type is where you are making بيانة الحق You are clarifying the truth نعم The reason why it here is being referred to as خصومة أو المجادلة in some form of argumentation because when you clarify the truth to someone, it's not a case that you're gonna you're gonna be fa- you're gonna face kabul straight away. Now it's not a case that a person's gonna accept it straight away, or at all for that matter. They may argue with you, or they may dispute with you, they may push back. But whilst as long as you, as an individual, are clarifying the truth, as long as you, as an individual, you are saying this is the sunnah and the proof is this. You're saying, this is bid'ah, and the proof is this. This is an affair which is Mahmoud. This is an affair which is praiseworthy. This is an affair which is good. Because you are, the reality is that it's a dispute, but you're disputing based upon adillah. You bring them to adillah. You're establishing the haqq upon them. Again, as for them accepting or rejecting, this is not your affair. This is with Allah, Tabarakutah. Then you have the second type. Which is Mahawarat Alati Yurid Kullu Khasamain Athani Asahibu in a ma yura. Wahadahu Aladi Yadumu Ahlu Sunnah. Yadhamu 
السلف نعم ويشددون النكير على أهله فلم يكون عالة السلف فالجلوس إلى أهل الأهواء بمحاورة أتسمع مني وأسمع منك بل إذا أتاهم من يعلمون أنه صاحب الحواء تركوه وقاموا من مجلس حتى يخرج As I was mentioned the second time is where you have a discussion the second type of dispute is where it becomes a discussion where everyone listens to Tarfin I mention my part then you mention your part and then we see who is victorious at the end Naam, this form of disputing is the dispute which is madhumoon, which is blameworthy. This form of disputing is the, is the disputing which the Salaf warned against. This form of disputing is where the person, each person listens to one and listens to the other. He says, what did you have to say? Then what did you have to say? Naam, and then the reality is the Salaf of Salih, when it came to the people of desires, they would leave the majlis. If a person of desires came to him, he knew he was a person of desires. He knows that this person is a mubtadim. A person of innovation, he would leave that gathering. Again, as we mentioned, upon us, for this affair of guidance, is to be in the gatherings of good. And to leave off the gatherings of evil. From the things he mentioned from the gatherings of evil is gatherings of the being in the gatherings of someone that is known to be evil. And from those that are known to be evil, no doubt is the Mubtadir. Sahib al Bid'ah. The one that's on Bid'ah. So now you're in a gathering. You find yourself in a gathering. And this individual from Ahlul Bid'ah enters the gathering. This is no longer a gathering of Khair. So the person leaves it flees from that gathering for that which he wants for his deen and he's seeking to protect himself and his religion so we understand no doubt that if you are in a dispute with somebody but you are pro, you are bringing them the proofs you're bringing them that this is the sunnah this is the proof this is bidah this is the proof then this is this is something which is praiseworthy this is da'wah essentially however if a person now says, okay, you have however long you mentioned your points, I'll hear your points, then I will rebut your points, which has become widespread. Now, then this is something which is akin to this affair of the majalis of Ahlul Bid'ah, being in the gatherings of Ahlul Bid'ah. And the one that truly wants success for themselves and guidance for themselves, they would leave off these gatherings. And leave off these disputes. Because he does not know. The person cannot be arrogant and say that I have, I will overcome such an individual. He doesn't know. It's very possible that the person finds himself within the gathering. And then something is said which may affect his heart. Something is said which may affect his heart. And what I've mentioned as well as an addition to that. That may you, you may find from the practice of some individuals, from the ikhwah, is where they sit in government and they discuss the bid'ah of an individual or individuals. They discuss their bid'ah or the inhirafat, the deviation. 
Naam. But we should, there's a law, but there's no harm in that. If you're going to mention the haq in that regard as well, it's not sufficient that you mention them in the inhirafat, and you may find, you may feel within your own self that you have sakina, you have tranquility, that you have security, and that it will not affect you as an individual, which even in of itself is not true. But you may find that you may say something within that gathering that may affect another. Because all you are mentioning is the batin and without clarifying the haq. And this was mentioned as well in the fitna of Yahya al-Hajuri. In the fitna of Yahya al-Hajuri where those brothers that were in a gathering, they came to a gathering with one of the, in one of the cities in Saudi Arabia. And all the brothers are mentioning these uh, shubuhat of Hajuri, Yahya Hajuri, mentioning shubuhat, mentioning how he deviated. And thus, within the same gatherings, they didn't mention the rudud and the refutations, the bayan of the haq. The whole point of mentioning the person's akhta or the bid'ah of an individual is to make bayan of the haq, is to clarify the truth. But they were just mentioning the akhtar of the individual. One year later, one of the people that was within that gathering, he asked one of, one of the mashaykh, one of the teachers at the time, about some of the, some of the inhirafat of this man. And the shaykh duly answered, alhamdulillah. Thereafter he stated that the reason why I asked this now it's because I was in this gathering one year ago and I carried this shubha for a year. I was in this gathering one year ago and I carried the shubha for a year. And so thus, by the fadl of Allah and the tawfiq of Allah, Allah guided him a year later to ask about that, that affair and clear the shubha for himself. But how many, how many individuals may find themselves in such gatherings where the truth is not clarified? And they walk away with something held within the heart. And that's what we're talking about, the gatherings of Ahlul Sunnah. The gatherings amongst our brothers, amongst Ahlul Sunnah. The Mimbaba Ola, it goes about saying, that what about the gatherings and sitting with the people of innovation? Where his whole ghaya, his whole intent is to pass on to you his bid'ah in the hirafat, his misguidance. He wants you to listen to what he has to say for misguidance. So no doubt in the gatherings of good is that if a person finds himself within, finds himself or finds an individual from these people, he leaves them off. He abandons that covering, fleeing for himself and fleeing from his deed. And you have the narration of the Prophet where he mentions سيكون في آخر أمتي أناس يحدثونكم ما لم تسمعوا عنتم ولا أباؤكم فإياكم وإياهم and so there will be people that come to the end of my ummah and they will narrate to you they will narrate to you that which you have not heard nor have your forefathers heard of this so beware of them and people will come with new affairs it's the nature of bid'ah, it's new. 
They will come to these new affairs, something that you've never heard before. And so thus, when it comes to that, be wary of them. I be wary of these governments. Be wary of finding yourself in the, in the, in the governments of such individuals. And so thus we find by way of that, that this is an example that we find with the self of this ummah. That the self no doubt would strive to be in the governments of good. Because this is the means of our, of our guidance. It's a means of guidance. It's a means of salvation. It's a means of holding on to that which we have from Tawheed and Sunnah. And so thus, I conclude with just, uh, just that narration there, the mentioning of bewaring of those that come with these new things. And do not be from those that maybe are arrogant and feel like you can, you not be affected by these things that people come with. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. فجزاكم الله خيرا وبارك الله فيكم وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم حياكم الله